Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Well, spectacular day here in New York City. Summer is almost upon us. And you know what that means, Lori Houston, my equally spectacular producer. Um, I, warm weather? Yeah, well, sort of. Yes, that in any case. But I will tell you, I know you think it means my training for the usual summer extreme sports, right? Like advanced rock climbing or dune racing or surfing the Waimea pipeline. But no, no. It's thinking about how to excel in grilling and planning a fabulous summer menu, making the perfect cocktails and eating lobster rolls. None of which I do well except eating the lobster rolls, I might add. But we're going to learn so much from my first guest, Elizabeth Graves, who is the editor-in-chief of Martha Stewart Living. Summer officially starts, everyone, with the June issue of Martha Stewart Living, and we will meet Elizabeth in just a second and find out why. I just want to add that after the break, I'll be speaking with Lisa Davis. She is the host and producer of It's Your Health Radio, Naturally Savvy Radio, and the Clean Food Network. And I was just on her show the other day talking about clean eating Eating clean for beauty. And I'm sorry, ladies, that does not involve unlimited glasses of Pinot Grigio. Uh, but it was so much fun. We'll talk to Lisa in just a moment. But first, I'd like you all to meet Elizabeth Graves. Let me tell you a little bit about Elizabeth before we bring her on. She was named Editor-in-Chief of Martha Stewart Living in 2016 in January, just a few months ago. Before that, she was the Editor-in-Chief of the award-winning Martha Stewart Weddings magazine. She's an accomplished writer and editor. She's covered everything from beauty and health to fashion, food, home entertaining, home entertaining, two separate categories, celebrities, weddings, and travel at many of the top magazines. And now at Martha Stewart Living, she oversees the magazine's editorial and visual content, shaping its presence across all media platforms, including publishing, digital, and broadcasting. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for for being with us. It's good to be here. Look at all you do. I barely have the energy to eat that lobster roll. And well, I mean, also have a two-year-old son, right? Yes, I do. I think he, he gives me energy. He, t- he takes away energy, but he also gives it back, too. He's a good reminder of what um, a magazine like Martha Stewart Living is all about. And I was, I was saying before, before you came on that um, the vanilla lemon sheet cake with the lemon cream frosting that was in the magazine, I want for my birthday. So yes. when you finish his on Sunday, then it comes to me. Whatever's left over, I'll take <laughs> Well, I have to say I took it. We were um, we were actually home in Wisconsin visiting um, family over the uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I took that cake on, a, on another test run so that my mom could enjoy it. And it's the it's a vanilla sheet cake with lemon cream cheese frosting. And everyone loved it. It was so amazing. It was actually based on a recipe that um, my mother grew up making all the time, which was for a black party. But, you know, sheet cake is just such a, a really great thing to make for a picnic or a barbecue and um this vanilla one it it even got by my my picky son who's going to have it again on his birthday but it really it really is delicious oh it sounds so good it sounds so good i am there i'm so there (laughs) you know elizabeth i was at 
Town & Country Magazine for many years. I was a health, beauty, and fitness columnist. And, and, you know, I know firsthand how tough it is in the magazine world these days to keep readers engaged on a continual basis. And that is why, unfortunately, so so many publications are, are folding. But the Martha Stewart titles in her in her media empire, they continue to be incredibly successful. And, you know, I was just reading a little bit about the figures for your magazine, Martha Stewart Living... Um, You've been around for, for 20, 25 years. The magazine has been around. And you have 9 million monthly readers, 15 million monthly video viewers, and 10 million monthly social media follow, followers. And, that, you know, that's a huge, huge fan base. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I believe it's because it appeals to readers of all generations because you always give them something new and exciting to learn. So they're always improving themselves. And that's kind of what it's all about. I think so, too. I mean, that's really what we aim to do, and we certainly have a lot of people to please, but I think that, um, as you pointed out, the media landscape and the magazine landscape is, is certainly challenged, um, and yet people are always looking for high-quality content, and so that's what we really aim to do. We really always want to focus on um, giving people fresh ideas for their home and, and certainly inspire them. I think that's a word that we use here a lot, that, you know, does this inspire someone to want to do this? Does this inspire them to, you know, want uh, to enhance their life? And, and that's what we're really all about. Um, and, I, and I think the common denominator with our reader, um, it does span many generations in a lot of ways now, um, is that uh, people want that. You know, I think that Life is busy. We all want to spend more time with our loved ones and be able to enhance that in a way, make these times more memorable. Um, I think about it as my previous job on Martha Stewart Weddings, we did that in a very heightened way. You know, a wedding is something that you really, really want to make um, special and memorable. Um, now that I'm on living, I think of it as, you know, we're enhancing the everyday, and we certainly don't want to make it as um, stressful as a wedding. But, you know, we do want to help people make all of those those mealtimes a little easier, a little better, um, so that, you know, you really are living a full life and living a happy one. And easier, too. I noticed that the, you know, I have the magazine in front of me, but that, that there are tear-off, perforated recipe cards, which means you don't have to just tear off sheets like in the doctor's office <laughs> in the yeah. waiting room <laughs> and stick them in your bag when nobody's looking. You can just very simply tear along the perforated line and just have them as cards to keep. So I think, you know, that's just one reason why it's so easy. And I don't think we can use any more. We're so overwhelmed as it is, Elizabeth, as you know. You know, I think many of us can't process one thing more. We just shut down. That's it. We can't take one more thing in for that day or that week even. But this is easy. I mean, even the recipes I, I can make and I can hardly boil an egg. Definitely. They want to take everyone's skill set into consideration. We certainly have people who really kind of want masterclass cooking, and um, we hope to give them some things. But the reality is, is most of us are really busy, and we want, um, yet we love good food. I mean, you think of uh, the average American, no matter where you're, li where you're living, you are getting, you're tasting more flavors these days. Um, it isn't as classic as it once was, even though we always love to serve up the classics because people, you know, they love to eat the food that they grew up on. Um, but we, we always want to um, be inspiring people to, you know, try new things in, in a way that um, doesn't feel like a ton of work, but the payoff is incredibly um, 
wonderful because whether it's a good meal or a way of making your home more comfortable um, or more personal to you um, to make it uh, more of a respite, um, those are those are all great things um, to motivate people to do. Yeah, you know, I have to laugh because when someone asks my children what they remember most about my cooking, I, I think they have said those little white boxes on the kitchen table. And their friends must think that we had a general in the family, General Sow, <laughs> who made good chicken. <laughs> I was I was mortified. I tried to do the right thing. But occasionally, you know, it was those little Chinese food call outs that... that uh, we we had to do. I didn't do. know if it was a recipe box or it was it was takeout container. No, it was definitely Chinese food takeout. I was trying to. I like radio is is great because it's sort of the theater of the imagination. But no, this was definitely Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the recipes you get uh, you give are easy. Um, that even I can um, I can do them, and that's a big test. I did some of them. That means that it it works for for me mm-hmm. and we've had um we had dana cowan i think you know her on the show she's an editor-in-chief of mine and also some iron chefs and they're trying to tell me you know it's very easy to make an egg you know you drop it in the water <laughs> so, but you it really did it is. you I did it was the intimidation factor but martha it, stewart living magazine did it they were going to turn me into a chef it's the last thing I do. Um, you know, this Christmas, I have to say, talking about being creative, I was invited to a, a, a party, a workshop at Martha Stewart, uh, Stewart Living Headquarters. And it was pretty amazing. Everything was right there. You had the test kitchens, TV studios, editorials, books, magazine. You probably have the world's greatest lunches. It was all there. It was very impressive, the entire it's, setup. It's pretty wonderful. I, I mean, I, I do feel very lucky every time I'm here. Um you know, I kind of fell in love with the magazine 25 years ago when it came out. And at that time, I was a college student and I was living in a cinder block dorm. And I didn't have any, I did have a garden. I didn't have anything that, you know, a home. But I took so many ideas from her and she really got me, um, she, I saw through the pages of Living that content, a magazine could be really beautiful and it could be really useful. And I started as a food writer and I kind of went down this path and out of all the places, you know, that I've worked and I've certainly enjoyed and learned so many from each of them coming to work at Martha Stewart each day is, um, I mean, it, it really feels like a creative lab. Um, it, the test kitchens are always bustling, um, with trying new recipes and we certainly our, our food editors are amazingly talented. They really test those recipes several, several times, um, to make sure that people always get the same results. And, you know, we have the crafting rooms and, um, the staff here is, is amazing. It's really, uh, it's quite a happy place to work, which, um, I feel I feel grateful for. Well, let me ask you this question. Is there anything that Martha Stewart can't do? Seriously, in this Christmas decoration, uh, we, in this event, um, we were supposed to make our own decorations, but basically Martha made everything. <laughs> so, and she, she makes all the food. She wraps, you know, her own gifts. She, uh, I'm, she grows her own trees, apparently. I'm convinced she grows her own camels because she has everything in her homes. And, you know, here I started knitting a scarf about 15 years ago, and I have like one inch still <laughs> that I made. That's it. <laughs> but I have to tell you, it was very impressive. As you say, every every day is, is, is great to go to work. I envy you in that setup. I think, I mean, I agree with you on the front that I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen something she can't do yet. Um, I am continually amazed. Um, you know, I always thought, like, how could she do all of these things? And, um, but I, I often joke with my staff that I think she could fix a carburetor and 
make you a souffle afterwards. I mean, she she has a voracious appetite. She for, she's very curious. She loves to learn things. She loves to read a lot of books. And so, if anything, I think everything was confirmed once I started working for her. And I've been I've been working for her for quite some time now. But she, I think it comes from being very curious and wanting to. You know, she naturally she she pushes herself a lot. Um, she's always looking for ways to continue to do what she started out in the beginning, which is, you know, help people and and teach people, um, because she 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 loves living well and and um, and making great meals and enjoying them with all of her loved ones too. Um, but she, yeah, she's a force to be reckoned with for sure. Unbelievable. Uh, and she also and gave us an electric drill, which I'm a little nervous to use, as I think I will chop off everyone's fingers in the process, including my own. But if I can only find a way, Elizabeth, to use it to make creme brulee or, you know, the, to kind of crackle the crust on top. <laughs> I was thinking of doing something creative with that drill because I don't, I don't know how to use it for anything else. But I thought that was the greatest gift. I thought, wow, everyone was very impressed that I have an electric drill. <laughs> well, we so have a know. lot of ideas of what you could do with that drill. I know I was a little intimidated by it at first as well, but there's so, I mean, it's one of those things that makes life easier that you can do a lot of great things with once you kind of get the, get the knack for it. I'll be looking for that in, in, in your next issue, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I want to know how to use that. Drill 101. Drill, yes, Drill 101. Now you create, obviously you create, we just discussed new stories all the time, new ideas. How do you come up with them? Is it from what your readers want? You have, I mean, how does that work as far as you're coming up with different topics every, um, each magazine, each issue? I think it's a mix between want and need. So we certainly, we certainly listen to our readers and, and what they love and what they um, are into and, of course, what is going on in their life at that time. Um, so, for example, with the June food issue, we know it's such a perfect time. You know, all of the produce is starting to come, and we know our readers are really starting to want to eat outside more, and they really uh, – um, they love to grill. So it's kind of thinking like, well, well, what's next for them? We know a lot of people, um, they, they might be looking for a great classic burger recipe, but they also might be looking for new things to do on the grill. So that's why we really try to bring new ideas, things that um, keep it fun. Um, because you can certainly, you could grill a great, there's a great recipe for a grilled pizza that's really easy to make on the grill. We also did a wonderful story on um, skewers, which are, you know, kebabs. Mm -hmm. A lot of people love um, making different kebabs. It's such an easy dinner um, to have even on a weeknight. And it's a great way to, you know, have a great protein, but have vegetables in there. And um, our food editors did a great job with this, the skewer story. They kind of took inspiration from different parts of the world. Um, we made one of them just this past Memorial Day weekend. It was a skirt steak with, um, it was a pepper sauce with avocados. It was incredibly easy, and it, the recipe is actually based on um, a recipe, a Puerto Rican recipe, um, and it was just one example of a new way to grill in a lot of ways, and, and there there were other um, recipes that kind of were based on like a, a Greek souvlaki um, or a, a teriyaki, and um, so I think those type of stories really get people's 
juices flowing of, oh, well, you know, that's what I can make on Saturday. We also did a, a wonderful dessert story called What Can I Bring? Because I feel like that's that's the refrain that you hear so much during the summer of, okay, well, we're going to have a picnic or we're going to have a barbecue. What can I bring? And so it's all these wonderful crowd-pleasing desserts that um, – are twists, you know, they're twists on things that people might find a little bit familiar, but they'll still, we kind of make them new again. So we know people love cupcakes, but why not make Neapolitan cupcakes with all of those new flavors? Um, you mentioned the vanilla sheet cake. That also mm. is a, an amazing recipe from there. Um, and crumbles, all, all those great, you know, taking what's out there and really making the most of, of all these um great summer flavors that are now coming into season is kind of what we we aim to do um kind of survey the landscape and and see what is available to everyone and then give them really great ways of using them and i want this to be a spoiler alert but on father's day i think you had said you're planning to make this skirt steak with avocado and pepper sauce for your husband I did it as a test run. <laughs> oh, you did? It was so good okay. on, on Monday. Uh, but I, it was so good. And it is so easy. Um, it was really, um, but yeah, my husband did love it. And I think we're going to have to make it again. Either that or we'll, the thing that I loved about that, um, the kebab story too, was it was so many new ways of using skewers. So we know the classic ones that are metal, but some people use rosemary stalks to flavor it. Um, some people use lemongrass in different cultures. So there's lots of really great ways to um, add new flavors when you're grilling. So we, we might test drive a couple more. Um, I try all the food. So, uh, you know, I feel, I feel very spoiled on that front. Um, but, you know, it, it's always like, I, I love getting a new issue myself because it's um, it's always stuff that I, I really feel, I, I guess that's the barometer too, is like, how does it fit in my life? How does living fit in my life? And we want to give people ideas for really every day. I must say the title, Grill, Grills Just Want to Have Fun, is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Yes. And as far and as... that's the, our... Yes. One of our beloved columns, it's called What's for Dinner. That's the one with the cards that you referred to. Right. And we kept those perforated cards because we know our, you know, our charter subscribers or subscribers from the very beginning were keeping all of those cards. Um, some of our readers now simply go to MarthaStewart.com and, and they can also down, always download um, and print out um, other recipes. Uh, but grills just want to have fun, I, I think, is a really fun piece great? because Love it's it. great for, um, you know, Monday through Friday, even if you're you're busy, you get home a little bit late from work. Th those are ideas that you can really come home and have a good dinner um, if you're eating solo or if you're eating with a family. I love also that famous lobster roll, a soft bun and you're done. <laughs> I said, sounds like a plan to me, right? Definitely. <gasps> um, Definitely. Also what I like too, because eating is a very visual experience. And I think the reason why many French women are, are thin, because it's an, it's an experience for them. You know, they, they don't eat to eat, they eat to savor, they eat to, uh, for pleasure. And I think looking at a beautifully prepared dish and looking at it, it's beyond the flavor. It's also the presentation and what I finding. So really, um, appetizing for, for lack of a better word is that it, it's just so beautifully presented and, and that's kind of 50% if not more. Oh, definitely. Oh, I mean, right? we eat with our eyes a lot mm -hmm. and you know, people can, if something looks appealing to them, they are 
they will enjoy it. If, if it doesn't, they might not even try it. And our food photography um, in particular, we have you know won awards on it. And the thing that I love is there's so many cases of people have looked at a Martha Stewart image and they've recognized it without even the name on it or anything. And I think it's, be, we also, our food, we always shoot very true. So it's how we prepare it. We don't, um, you know, there's lots of tricks when it comes to food photography, but you know, what you see is what you get. That's something that Martha has always been very passionate about. And, um, you know, we take it one step further when we're actually conceiving of the recipes is we believe in the joy of the doing. So not only do we want you to enjoy eating that meal, we really want you to enjoy preparing it and Mm -hmm. um, take that type of pleasure um, and not think of it as work. We certainly don't aim to make them feel heavy work, Um, but that really, you know, that you're enjoying that part too of, of taking time out for yourself to create something, um, for yourself and your loved ones, that's really good. You know, that's really, really nurturing and is for, for you. I love also the title for your side dishes, Take a Side. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> They're so great. Another thing people need, you know, yeah. is that, and that was really looking at, we know people are like, oh, I'm going to a picnic. I could just pick up this or, you know, what are, what are these great, what are your new go-to sides that, you know, you always want to kind of have in your repertoire and you can pull out and they can really be crowd pleasing. Now, what would you say, let's say, because a lot of times you're invited to be a house guest in the Hamptons or wherever you're you're living, wherever the, the beachy places are, the weekend places are, what do you bring as a house gift? I know a lot of times people are, are kind of confused about that. What would you suggest make a nice one? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, as they say, the thought is what counts. Um, mm-hmm. The simple thing is always, of course, um, a bottle of wine. But I think depending on where you're coming from, it's always nice to bring a piece of home. So if, for example, um, there's something really, if, if you're leaving from New York and you're going to another place, taking something that is really amazing about New York, um, we've certainly taken uh, taken like great bagels for the next day um, to uh, our, our friends on Long Island who, who love Murray's and they want Murray's. Um, but I think you can, uh, there's a bunch of things you can do. Um, one thing I always like to do for, even if you're going, if you're going to a party, if someone's just hosting something for the evening, um, I love to take them a little basket of stuff for breakfast the next day, because that's the last thing you want to do after you're entertaining. So if you're going to, you know, a, a, a cookout or anything, even giving them some muffins and maybe some orange juice and some things that make them just wake up in the morning and, and think fondly of you, um, I think that's always a nice type of hostess gift. Um, but there, there's so many lovely um nice little tokens that you can take people, um, whether it's something from your home to theirs, which could be a regional favorite, um, to something that you know that they'll love. I'm inviting you for a weekend. <laughs> I want I want them if anything, I want those muffins <laughs> and all your good advice with it. And you can do you cook? Do you are you a good cook yourself? I love cooking. I you love do. cooking. It, um, I wish I cooked more, um, but we certainly, um, I, I, I feel like we're, as a family, we're kind of better off when we're, we're, we're cooking, um, but, and, and, and I love cooking in such various degrees. My husband loves cooking too, 
Um, so I guess more than your average person, I, I like cooking a lot. <laughs> you do everything. <laughs> I can ask the same question. Is there anything that you don't do? <laughs> oh, there's a lot I don't do. Um, but, you know, I think that's what, what the next day is about is, you know, getting up and all trying to do it all a little bit better and, um, and certainly having a lot of fun along the way, which is, which is our intent. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why in the show, the show is just a little bit better than you were before. Because again, it's a process, but each day you should be going there. Just a little, little steps, little steps, not too much at a time. So tell us, if you would, about the Martha Stewart American Made program. Oh, it's a, a wonderful, um, it's going into now its sixth year. And American Made was really, um, the idea sparked when we really wanted to celebrate American makers. So the people who were starting small businesses um, and making things that often get swallowed or, or don't get covered or don't get um, necessarily the support to get off the the ground, um, the way in so many ways Martha did. You know, I think of Martha very much as one of the original makers. And um, so we've, each year we pick winners and we celebrate them in the fall. This year we will have, be having a summit um, in New York at, our, at the offices that you came to. Um, and that will be October 21st through the 23rd. You can actually buy tickets um, in varying degrees. Um, there's going to be a wonderful market on that Sunday, which is the 23rd, which will show all of the makers' wares. But over the years, you know, we've, um, we've just met so many wonderful people across the country doing incredible things. And on small levels and on big levels, um, we've, we've awarded many, many wonderful gardeners. Um, we feature one, two, actually, in the, um, the June issue. Um, they, the pile, they both sell at the Pine Island Tropical Fruit Market, but it was two companies, um, two nurseries, essentially, that came together, um, the Fruitscapes Nursery and the Pine Island Tropicals. They won American Made because what they were doing with fruit was just incredible. Um, they and, and they've created such a community there of people coming together. And um, they also take their fruit and they create jams and create just wonderful products out of them. Um, and they sell them at this, this fruit market. It really caught our eye because people were so enjoying what they were doing and um, they really had established a community of people who are coming there every weekend to um, enjoy what they, they've produced. Um, but there's been ceramicists, there's been just, you name it, people, um, jewelry makers, um, people who are, are changing the landscape. And it's fun to, to see a lot of these businesses really take off. Um, I had a nice, I met a nice man a couple of years ago because I actually um, I introduced him to the editors when I was working on weddings, but it was from Mystic Knot and Mystic Knot is um, they're they're out of Mystic, Connecticut, and they make all of this wonder knot work, and I wanted to use it in my own wedding. And um, he we saw him a couple of years after he had won, and it was just such a nice story because he said I was able to hire my daughter. This was, I think, two years ago, and because it's just been a small operation between him and his wife. But so he was able to hire his daughter full time, and then this year they just opened a big store, and I think they employ 30 people. 
So it's it's really neat to see these people who really believe in what they're making, and and I think that's where the passion comes from for us supporting people during this American Made event, and and um, in our in our pages is is just these people who really kind of want to live on their terms and make the thing that they really believe in. And um, of course we really appreciate what they make and want to, want to help them get the word out. I just wonder, I grew a tomato on my terrace. That was my huge accomplishment toward the culinary world. <laughs> so, and then somebody ate it. So I think that probably, and they still lived. So I guess I, I was fine with that one. So, but in, in our, in our final, a uh, minute or so you you really have done so much and if anyone sees you you're absolutely gorgeous on top of everything a very um, successful career motherhood everything and it, what are just a tip or two to leave us with to remember and to take home with us about how you manage to to really do it all I know it's you know it's not not always easy but is there something that we can take from that to help all of us? Well, first, thank you for the big compliment. Um, I think, I mean, we certainly are kind of all going through it, so I don't know if I have all the answers, but the one thing that I've learned is um, how important it is. I mean, I love the magazine Living because it it embraces that and keeping the focus on what's really important and not focusing on things that aren't. And I think that's such a personal decision when it comes down to it because everyone has different priorities. But I think to, you know, as Shakespeare said, to to thine own self be true and focus on the things that you love and doing certain things well instead of trying to do everything not so well. I think that that's what I try to do every day at least. That is incredibly good advice. And thank you so much, Elizabeth Graves, for being with us today. Everyone, you can find Martha Stewart Living on your new stand. And if they want to look online, where would they link on to? MarthaStewart.com. Easy enough. So, well, thank you again, Elizabeth. You are really Thanks quite, you're me. just wonderful. Thanks so much. Everyone, don't go away. When we return, we're going to be speaking with Lisa Davis from It's Your Health Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. As listeners of our iHeartRadio talk show know, Jane Wilkins Michael is one of the foremost experts on all things health, beauty, and fitness. Jane has just released her highly anticipated new book, Long Live You, a step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before. In it, she shares a collection of advice, tips, and personal antidotes, along with lifestyle suggestions from some of the world's top beauty, health, and fitness experts many of whom have been interviewed on this show. Are you hoping to make positive health decisions, improve your emotional well-being, establish a support system, give something back to your community and the world? Jane's new book will help you look years younger and also live a longer, healthier, happier, and more beautiful life. You can order Long Live You, your step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before at your local bookstore or at Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com, where it's available for delivery or as an ebook. Or go to Jane's website, janewilkinsmichael.com. Now, back to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael Show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune into Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. 
Now, back to Jane Wilkins-Michael and Better Than Before. Welcome back, everyone. We're on the air live. I'm here with Lori, as always. And now I would like to introduce you to someone very, very special. Her name is Lisa Davis, and you've probably heard her on the radio. I should say she had, I was going to say the radio show, but there are shows. She has several. She is the radio host and producer of It's Your Health Radio, Naturally Savvy Radio, and the Clean Food Network. And I was recently on her show on the Clean Food Network. I had a great time. And I invited her to do ours since she is so easy to talk to and has some really, really great advice to share. Please meet the lovely Lisa Davis. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Hi, Jane. Oh, I'm excited. It is so, so great to have you. You know, I mentioned I was on your show the other day on the Clean Food Network, and, and I got to admit publicly that the only reason I like Halloween is that I get to wear a ripe avocado face mask all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, tell us about that show. It runs on Radio MD. Is that? Um, yes. It does. So I have closer to achieving my goal in life, and that's becoming an MD without having to go to medical school. Yeah. which is something I've always wanted. And I, you know, I interview enough doctors, as do you, Lisa, that I sometimes think that I am a doctor. And, you know, I like everyone to know that. I mean, it doesn't hurt that I walk around the streets with a stethoscope around my neck. <laughs> I should try that. Now, I do have an MPH, so a master's in public health, but I am not a doctor. And sometimes I'll be interviewing people and they'll say, oh, Lisa, Dr. Lisa, thanks so much. And I'm like, oh, I'm hesitant to correct. Oh, no, like, no, well, you that must sounds never. good. You must, you must never correct. No. It, the only no. thing is just a little tip if they want to come to you as a patient you say I don't take insurance I don't take anything I do research so <laughs> so funny now I love that. tell me something and we're going to talk about all your shows individually in a moment how did you first get interested in healthy living well you know it's funny my mother was a health food nut and in the 70s she used to take me to the health food store and as a kid and I tell you back then Jane everything smelled like cardboard and carob and Mm-hmm. I just was totally turned off, and I swore when I grew up I was going to have sweet cereal for dinner, you know, sugary cereals and cookies and cupcakes, because my mother would let me have uh, sweet cereal once a year on my birthday, and she wouldn't buy any junk. And But then in my teens, I kind of started taking what she said to heart. I started swimming. I became a really good swimmer, and I started getting more athletic. I'd always been really uncoordinated and, and not only picked last in gym, but the kids would fight over who got stuck with me, and it was pretty bad. Uh-huh. But then I realized, like, in high school that I was good at swimming. I didn't try out for the team or anything because I was kind of shy, but um, I did swim on my own, and I realized the importance of fueling myself correctly, and then it kind of just took off from there. You know, it's so interesting. I'm convinced we're separated at birth. My mother was very, very far ahead of her time in that she did believe in all that. We used to go shopping in health food stores. I think smelling of carob is, is really one of the nicer things it smelled like. It it it, <laughs> it, it was not a pleasant experience, and it never looked terribly clean. None of, the, none of the stores did. But she would have us drink raw liver juice because that was so full of iron. Those are the days that the cows had fairly healthy, you know, ha- had livers that were were pretty healthy and we could never do it it was so disgusting that we used to throw it out the window and years later we went back to our apartment this is in in manhattan mind you and there was like a little garden underneath the most beautiful tree had grown where the raw liver juice had landed (laughs) so maybe she had a point after all (laughs) 
Oh, that is funny. No, I have to say my mom's big thing was like white fish, brown rice, broccoli, very much like the clean eating. She was really into whole foods and not into the processed foods. So, but she used to, she used to make me laugh. She's like, it's really important to have a colorful plate. And then she would serve white fish, cauliflower and brown rice. I'm like, "Uh, mom, I think you forgot the color. Well, the brown, it was sort of brown and yeah. white. You know, yeah, maybe that was it. A little bit of color in there. Mm-hmm. So then from that, how did you get into health media, into the media? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. So I was getting my master's in public health, and we I focused on health media. So we had to make a public service announcement for the state uh, where I went to school, and it was on sun protection. So we came up, the, this guy and I and our team came up with this really fun, catchy little thing based on the twilight zone. We called it the sunburn zone. And the guys that were filming the commercial had been in, in the business for years, and they pulled me aside, and they were like, you know what, get out of this health thing, go be on TV. And I'm like, I'm 30 years old, I'm not an actress, I don't think that's going to happen. They're like, well, just do something with media, because it's good you're studying this, because you really, there's just something about you. And I was like, oh, okay, and I loved it. So when I finished school, I volunteered at a community TV station for a year, and then I took my recordings with the plastic plant and the crappy curtains to a, a local station and I bugged the guy for several months to give me a chance and he said okay you're I like what you're doing and then he gave me a chance and he said we'll do a couple shows and I created a tv show called health power which is, was uh, t- television obviously so it was a talk show and it was super fun I did that for a couple years and then uh, about six years later I got into radio so uh, I, I like radio because you can talk to people anywhere you know, with the TV, it was fun, and I love it, but I had to just talk to people in the area. Um, and so it was a really, it was something really different for me to be like, oh, wait a second. I can get anybody on. I just have to try. <laughs> That's what I did. I like radio also because you don't have to have your hair done. <laughs> True. Although I have to say, I it was fun to do the TV. Although this was very low budget. I mean, I had to do my own hair. Let's just say, I mean, you look at me back then, it's like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> And the makeup, or, don't even get me started. Or, or wear HD foundation. Radio is a, is a, is a, a lot gentler um, is, medium, for sure, right? That is true. And then that I can, true. then you can sort of say what you want. I mean, you can tell people you're 22. You can tell them you're a high fashion model. I mean, it's just... Um, <laughs> They, they they don't really they don't really know right but yeah that's true that's um, the problem with me though I'm always like I'm just wearing my athletic clothes like always you know God forbid I ever dress up but I, I did go on Carol Alt's national show three times a couple of years ago she had a show on Fox called The Healthy You now mm-hmm. that was fun I mean big time professional hair and makeup I didn't even recognize myself I thought I could I could do this more that was a real that was a treat that was super fun. Yeah, there are people that that have whole studios with hair. I remember doing the the Joan Rivers show years ago when she had a oh show, okay. and I recall that um, she looked wonderful, right? And everyone else uh, didn't. I mean, they looked a little kind of washed out a little bit. And I said, <laughs> you know, what's the what's the deal here? And they said, Oh, Joan has a special key light. <laughs> and it, it was the most amazingly like aura of, you know. I thought you were going to say she had the makeup artist do everybody else kind of not as good. So she looks better no, than everybody no, no, else, no, but no. it kind of is what happened, right? With that special light. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carol Alt's people did it right. Oh, that's so, I always wanted to meet and interview Joan Rivers. That must've been such a cool experience. She was, she is what, she was wonderful. She was really, really, really wonderful. And, you know, she was so uh, easy to, to talk to. 
and it was uh, it was a real treat to be on her show, despite the the not having the key light. Which I, I want the key. I also want a personal retoucher who will follow me through the streets, <laughs> like Kim Kardashian. Has, right? <laughs> or wear a burqa, Lisa. That's another thing. You can wear a burqa, yeah. and no one will know how heavy you are, how thin you are. You know, you wear a burqa and glasses. And you'll never need your eyes done, your face done. I mean, that's just a little tip that I can pass along. Oh my God, you are well. Just eat clean, and you'll look good forever. How about that? That is true. That is true. And that's what that's what we're gonna talk about: eating eating clean. And you know, something I was just reading. A a very funny article and the first paragraph said you saw it coming first your friends started fasting and and going to flywheel twice a week then another only drinks cold pressed juices and speaks in statements of gratitude now you suddenly realize that everyone you know has become a boring buzzkill <laughs> awesome. so my question is you know how do you incorporate this healthy lifestyle um without kind of boring everyone with your holier than thou regimes, you know, uh, you know, like how many reps you've done in the gym that, you know, oh, yeah. you don't eat brown rice because they found arsenic in the one from China, you know, you only eat quinoa. It's just, so, um, it is becoming a real, um, you know, a lot of people are turning into clean and healthy living, which is all fantastic, but we, we have to know about it. <laughs> constantly. Well, I'm so, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, I, don't want I don't think it's good to like throw that in other people's faces I think it's good to educate people and talk about why clean eating is important and what you know what a difference it's made in your life but it is funny because sometimes I'll think I'm saying it innocently to my husband like oh today I was you know I, I ate paleo or I did this or I just had whole foods and he's like oh you're so high and mighty hun I'm like no no that's not what I meant <laughs> so I'm hoping that I don't come across like that I just want people to feel good and look good and for me the way that it's done is by eating whole foods unprocessed in the form that they came in. Um, but I think there is, you know, there is a danger to that. You know, I used to live in Santa Cruz, California, where I haven't been in a long time, but there used to be health food stores on every corner and lots of self-righteous, you know, yoga type people. Not, I love yoga. But you know what I mean? That whole, right, like, right. now I guess you'd say that type of clean eating thing. And, you know, oh, they definitely were like, well, I've done yoga for my whole life. Who are you? You know, and you're, yeah, that's not what you want to have. You want, you just want to be happy, right? And not just act like you said, holier than thou. And I have to say, I can still go out to eat. I mean, you can always go out to eat and, and find something that is a whole food. Now, maybe you won't be able to have organic grass-fed meat when you go out, but you know what's not the end of the world. I mean, I was so strict for a while that I'd be like, I'm not eating any meat in a restaurant because it's not organic grass-fed. It's like, you know what, just loosen up and go have a steak and things will be okay. <laughs> well, if I if we go to a pizza, but I don't eat gluten because I feel better without eating gluten. Yeah, I don't either. And the wheat, and my husband will say, well, I'll have all her gluten you know so I mean he sort of compliments that oh I'm not supposed to talk about him Bob if you're when you listen you will know that you've done amazingly well he has lost 35 pounds Wonderful. he has really changed his diet around amazingly and now he eats rice and beans he doesn't make a face and so it, it really I think when you when you get older and you realize that your health could be uh, at stake I think that um, that it, and you have a little health issue, then you have to decide that, you know, it really makes sense to eat better. You do feel better. It makes a huge, huge difference. So, Bob, when you listen to this show, no, I do not criticize you for eating, you know, too much sugar uh, because you have done very, very well. So that oh, I had to say so that wonderful. that's like a public service announcement, Lisa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, I have to bring this up. This has nothing to do with clean eating, but I would say the one of the best things you can do for your overall health Go to the shelter, 
and get a dog if you're not allergic because when you have a dog, you have to move your rump. you got to get outside. Petting them is good for your stress level, the constant affection, the unconditional love. You know, I mean, I've got two labs that I got from a shelter. I still can't believe somebody gave these brothers up. They're just unbelievable. Now, our house is covered in dog hair, and I have to vacuum three times a day. But you know what? (laughs) There's exercise. But I just I want to throw that in because I think that, you know, eating is great and clean eating is great. But I think to have to be able to do things that are going to get you out and to calm you down are also very important. And and also what a lot of times people are talking about practicing gratitude, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really, really Im- important. Um, but I have to add, too, for Lori's benefit, cats are also very oh, nice. important. Just so you oh, know, uh, she has a cat. Lori has a cat named Jasper, very beautiful white cat. Aww. So. Oh, are pretty. Cats are very beautiful as well. Yes. So, uh, and you have to be grateful for for animals. I love love animals. I just lost my Rottweiler. He was the most beautiful dog oh, in the I'm world, so and that is, uh, they are so. He would sit with me. I'd put my feet in his little stomach, and 125 pounds worth, and he would just be. They're so wonderful. They're so soulful, and they really they never judge. They're always there to greet you. They never criticize. They never tell you not to eat the ice cream if you feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Although mine will probably jump up and grab it out of your hand. He laughs. Oh, my gosh. They are just food obsessed. Yeah, right. right. You got to watch yourself. But I think it's so important to look at overall lifestyle, and that's the kind of thing that's going to really help. Or, you know, join a group or do something where you're around people. I mean, so many of us only connect through people um, via social media, which is I'm guilty of that, too. I mean, I'm trying to get out more with my friends face-to-face because it really does make a difference in your life. It just gets difficult, but we have to find the time. Also, social media is really taking over so much of our lives, and especially for younger, uh, you know, kids, and and they're just spending so much time in front of computers. They're spending so much time texting that they don't move as much as they used to. And I think that's important. You mentioned, you know, getting an, an, a dog. They should no more of that. They used to play and they used to do outside stuff and sports. And and now children, you, you know, you you see children or kids at six having cell phones and texting so what does that do to them you know mentally physically spiritually i think it really makes it it's it's not a good thing i don't think yeah i agree you know my daughter's 11 she wants a cell phone and i said no uh she doesn't even call her friends on the phone but what i did do because she loves music and this is encouraging her to dance i got her an ipad a mini ipad where mm-hmm. she and we have sonos where you can just pick anything you want to listen to which is oh my gosh i remember being a kid and waiting for your favorite song on the radio and then grabbing the cassette tape and then trying to catch it i'm I'm just like oh my gosh now she can just pick any songs and she literally will spend hours dancing so if you can use your technology to get you to move then i'm all for it that is great that is yeah. a yeah no for sure but not every not yeah, everybody not does and I think that's why there's so much obesity definitely childhood obesity because not only are they eating more junk but they're just not burning it off yeah it's true that's an issue it's true you and know? we got to get the kids started young I mean going back mm-hmm. to the clean eating you know I I think it's so important to nurse if you can because they say that kids who are nursed are less picky because they're used to more flavors I mean my daughter loves salsa and guacamole because I used to eat it all the time and then I would nurse her and 
you know, and, and also just getting them on whole foods when they start eating at, at a younger age. You know, I'm not perfect. I'll tell you, you come to my house and there are, there's chips, there's cookies, but they have, you know, five ingredients in the cookies instead of 35. The chips are fried in avocado oil, which has the highest smoke point, which means you can cook and it doesn't change the chemistry of the oil. Um, but they're still chips, you know, but if you take everything away, like my mother did, that makes it worse. I spent every penny of my allowance on junk food. Um, my best friend's older brother and sister used to call me mini mooch because I'd go over there and like go through their cupboards looking for food. Oh <laughs> I was my always gosh. hungry. <laughs> Poor thing. Well, imagine yeah. if you had liver juice that everything else was <laughs> taken away from you, except they were all liver juice. Oh, you know, so it's like, right, getting them started young. But if I, de- I know that if I deprive her, and I still feel guilty sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God, like for breakfast, I'll come down. She's like eating cookies. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, but they're the healthier kind. I'm like, they're cookies, you know. Um, let me make you some, you know, sprouted bread toast with peanut butter that has nothing in it or almond butter. She's like, okay, but then can I have the cookies? And I'm like, Ugh. you know, so sometimes you have to compromise because if you're too strict, then it, you know, can turn into a big mess. Well, you do. I have... Uh five-year-old twin granddaughters and when they come to my house what they love is the ice cream machine in the basement because that they just love that and you know that isn't organic grass-fed cow milk or cream and coconut sugar it is it is the kind of ice cream that you know you probably never had when you were growing up unless you, (laughs) you found it elsewhere and and I certainly never had but occasionally you go okay you know you can have it the only problem is I I think I did give it to them rather early one morning and unfortunately they're parents came up and my son goes mom is that ice cream what's going on around here like 9 a.m I said um well, I mean, how do you get out of that one? You yeah. don't. So he goes, but we love ice cream. Glammy gives us ice cream even right before dinner, which is not true. They're not great on the time, you know, because it could be at four and they'll think it's yes. right before dinner. But still, I mean, it happens during the day that there is a um, there is a some kind of um, crunch <laughs> going on. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. What do they call you, Glammy or Grammy? Glammy, yes. Oh, because you're glamorous. I love that. Glammy, yes. That was that was the name. I was trying to find. I wanted I wanted them to call me Mom, but that didn't go very well. And (laughs) sister would have worked. Aunt, (laughs) you know, whatever. Auntie, auntie, auntie would be. I'm going to steal that glam someday. I like that. that. And then when you go out, you can go glamping. I mean, you can go everything. (laughs) You can use that. You can make a lot of uh, a lot of conjugations off the the, the glammy part, um, but you know you mentioned about uh, clean eating for children. When my kids were were growing up, I I remember going to the school and saying, you know, I really want to because I had written a book called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner of Champions, and I interviewed uh, athletes in ten different sports, and we talked about what they ate to stay in, in shape. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go to their school and I'm going to say, look, you have to stop eating fried bologna balls. It's unacceptable. So I went there and, you know, and, and the problem is um, they had said, well, look, if they don't get it at home, they didn't mean me. They meant in, in general, they're not going to, we, we don't want to be the ones to tell them. And so that I reached a big obstacle because unfortunately they thought whole wheat bread looked kind of dirty because it was brown. I mean, those were the days that everyone wasn't into this. So it was a little bit difficult. How do you find that today with children? How would you say to get them to uh, parents? What's the best advice you can give them to introduce them? Again, you know, you obviously, as you mentioned, you let them have things also, but what's the, what's the most important thing to remember when you're having good nutrition for your children? 
I think it's reintroducing again and again. They say it takes up to 15 times for a child to like a vegetable. Now, that's a lot. But, uh, and I'm lucky because my daughter will try anything. I was super picky as a kid. But I think it's really important to reintroduce. I think it's important to get them in the kitchen. I think it's important to get them shopping with you. I think the more they're involved, the better. Take them to farmer's markets. I mean, kids, it's, I see kids at farmer's markets having fun. Like, oh, look at these peaches. Oh, can I pick them out? And they're, you know, the parents holding the bag and they're dropping them in or have them make a recipe together, you know, things like that. But also start young. I mean, it's really sad that isn't the number one vegetable in the country that toddlers eat French fries or something. I mean, yeah. we really have a lot of work to do. And corn. And corn. Mm, but who yeah. doesn't love corn? <laughs> But who doesn't? I can skip the French fries, but (laughs) But summer's coming. You know, I I don't eat it very much, but I—it's such a treat when I do have it. I I do have to say that is that is a good thing. But yeah, there are things that you want to do, and again, trying to center your meals around whole foods. I mean, even if you're having chicken and uh, a yam and some vegetables or something. I mean, those are things that aren't highly processed. They're in the form that they're meant to be in. And, uh, you know, you can add a little butter. You can add some salt. I mean, you can throw in some garlic. My child loves garlic. I love garlic. Saute some kale and garlic. But if you just put a pile of kale in front of them, they're not going to eat it. But if you make kale chips and you make it fun and they're involved, then they're more apt to try it. My husband will not. He would sooner starve to death than eat anything that tastes remotely like escarole and you know what it's something that i remember we're invited to a party and i was uh, asked to bring some rugula and i remember her saying how could you have volunteered to bring that sour little green leaf knowing how much i hate it and i said bob you're thinking of arugula this is rugula you know the little cakes (laughs) 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 oh okay hysterical (laughs) I don't. I actually don't like um, not the arugula. I don't like the the vegetable one. I, I don't like bitter, and yeah, so bitter like is bitter hard either. for me. He does mm-hmm. not like bitter, and that yeah. can be an issue. But there are leafy greens that aren't bitter. So what do you exactly. find for non bitter leafy greens? Spin- I would say just take a handful of spinach and throw it in your yeah. smoothie. You know, make get get some mango, get some green apple, get some berries. If you like banana, throw that in, and just throw a handful of spinach. Kids don't even notice. I mean, there are really good ways. But, yeah, I do find, I mean, kale can be kind of strong. That's why I like to saute it in garlic. I've tried to make, um, you know, fruit drinks with kale. And, again, with the fruit drink, you want to be careful. You don't want it to be super heavy on the fruit. You just want enough where it sort of, you know, gives it that nice flavor, but you don't want to be just drinking a bunch of fruit all day, even though you still have the fiber. It's a right. lot better than, you know, making just a juice. Uh, you know, a fruit juice is not is not a good thing. The fructose is really going to mess up your insulin. So, you know, well, you, you know, be careful what, with that. What else is interesting, uh, Lisa, when you talk about clean eating, when you look at labels, and I'm sure you always recommend for your listeners oh, yeah. to look at labels, um, but what we have, uh, what I've discovered, and I'm sure you have too, is when you look at the sugar content in, in anything, it's like you have a little tiny packet of, say, oatmeal, which is good, you know, good for you, sure. oatmeal, but it's it's 15 grams of sugar. It's so much sugar. It's like, really? And that is sugar, and, and too much sugar is, is bad. And, and just for your it arteries, is. it causes inflammation. It's pretty, pretty, it's, it's serious stuff. So It really uh, is. And, you know, there's four grams of sugar in each teaspoon, or the four grams equals one, one teaspoon, and that's right. why I figured it out. So. 
I found these little, um, they're so good. There's these little coconut milk ice cream balls, and they have chocolate or blueberry or cherry, real fruit around them. And they're six grams of sugar each. So I figure, okay, so I have one that's a little more than a teaspoon, but it's right. really satisfying. And they use coconut milk, which has lauric acid and carbolic acid, which is really good for you. And, and so I feel like, well, at least, you know, if you're going to find something, try to find something on the lower side of sugar and try to find something. It only has like four ingredients. So again, if you're going to indulge, you can still get something really, really good without completely messing up your system. <laughs> right. No, that's a very good point. I, I, I'm going to try those little coconut balls. I know. I wish I could cream. remember the name. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, get that, get the don't, name. Don't worry. I will fantastic. remind you. <laughs> I will definitely ask you again. Oh, good. <laughs> it sounds very, very good. Oh, uh, so good. Now, if you would, we have about three, three minutes left. Can you just, um, each of your shows, let's just mention each of your shows and oh, make one or two things that you would share from them for um Definitely. Well, I want to start actually with It's Your Health because I created It's Your Health seven years ago. I'm the creator, producer, and host. And that show is really near and dear to my heart. That show covers every aspect of health, not just eating, but and not just fitness, but mental health, emotional health, sexual health. I mean, everything. Um, if you are a fan of Henry Winkler, which I think most people are, I did a 45-minute interview with him about dyslexia and his role on Arrested Development and Happy Days. And it, he was incredible, and I highly recommend people go to itsyourhealthnetwork.com and just type in Henry Winkler. There's a ton of other great people, too, but I was just so moved by that. I have a child with some neurological issues and, and learning disabilities, and it was incredibly moving for me. On Naturally Savvy, it's based on my other show. It's based on the site naturallysavvy.com, which was created by Andrea Donsky. She's my co-host, and it's a very popular site, and it's all about natural living. And, and we do a lot on, you know, eating organic and non-GMO, but we've sort of gone further with more emotional health and conquering stress and mindfulness. And we have Carol Alt on a couple times a month. We love her. Uh, we did a great show recently on uh, kids who do have neurological disorders and why, you know, eating whole foods is so important. We've had great, in interesting conversations, you know, about using sound to he as heal for healing. I mean, very, very holistic show. And then Clean Eating is my newest show, and it's super fun. You're going to get great recipes. You're going to get great advice. You're going to find out why it's so important to eat clean, um, great ways to detox, look at getting more smart fats into your diet, looking at your gut and your fiber and how they're connected. There's just so much great stuff. And what I love too is I try to make them really fun and, you know, you feel like you're just like us. Like I feel like, you know, you're just listening to two old friends chatting. It's super nice. Well, I did. I had fun on the show. And, oh, good. Um, Loved it. It was so so much fun to do. Well, thank you so much, Lisa Davis. You are a sweetheart. Thanks so much for coming on. You have to come back again because oh, we can never hear enough fun. of Lisa Davis. <laughs> Everyone, that is our show. Thank you, Laurie, as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.